Everybody who doesn't have a rebound uh, case of COVID take one step forward. Ah, not so fast, Dan Warren. <laughs> you know, uh, when I suggested we do more viral marketing, this is not what I had in mind. <laughs> that joke was too good enough to use again. That's all I'm saying. They've come with all the puns today. <laughs> Come on, it's a literally a rebound case, guys. Come on. <laughs> it's right there. Why don't we have shirts, John? We don't quite understand. Yeah, where are the shirts? The People rebound case? Is that is that what is that what we want? <laughs> uh, it should have be a phone case. Yeah. Called the rebound oh, case. Oh yeah, we see we already sell we already sell a phone case, so we oh can call, yes, call it the rebound case, but uh, we should we should put together an offer. Maybe it should say people. maybe it should say that. That should be that's that's that makes sense right get, get to work name the thing that it is <laughs> mm-hmm. let's not talk about this anymore let's talk about technology <laughs> oh it's a great idea are you right <laughs> i was just playing with right before we uh, uh started recording here uh, apple has rolled out passkey support for um icloud.com and apple id managing your apple id you can now log in to those services using a passkey instead of a password mm. Um, it's interesting. One thing that is perplexing me, and maybe I just haven't figured out this yet, is that so it requires currently you're running the Sonoma or iOS 17 slash iPadOS 17 betas. Um, but if you're in like a browser on your Mac running Sonoma and you go to iCloud.com, you type in your email address, it gives you the option to sign in with iPhone. And you click that and it pops up a QR code that you scan with your phone. And then your phone <laughs> authenticates you with Face ID and it logs you in on the Mac. But I find it peculiar because I don't understand why I can't just do it with Touch ID directly on the Mac. Yeah, that like, is a little odd. Unless I don't know if that's It feels Safari? like maybe it's a second factor. It's like you also have your phone. I guess that's a good point. I mean, that does add a little more security to it, right? Cause, uh, but but on, the, on the iPad... I think you should take a picture of it, print it out, and then scan the print, <laughs> printed QR code. Now we're talking. That's, that's three to, factors. <laughs> it, doesn't quite, it doesn't quite make sense because on the iPad, it's just... You can just log in with Face ID, so yeah, yeah right. You so don't need a second a, factor there. Well, except like, except then you'd have to have <laughs> your. <laughs> I mean, then it gets kind of maddening, right? Well, yeah, that's my point, though. Yeah. I mean, like it, it feels like if Face ID on the iPad is secure enough, then Touch ID on my Mac should be secure enough. Sure, yeah. And in either case, if you if you like, basically, I covered the Face ID camera and tried it like three times, and it defaults back to your passcode, like every other authenticate like a passkey authentication so if you know the passcode and this goes back to some of those issues people were talking about a few months ago with if people know your passcode they can gain access to your apple id right um, so that's still the case here you could still log into someone's apple id just as long as you know the passcode on their uh ipad or iphone or something the um there was some time ago dan i think it was your article where you talked about ways you could hack or or use a terminal command to Allowed Touch ID to mm. authenticate more things on macOS. In yeah, you could do it in you could do sudo in the terminal. Could that's be. what it was. Yeah. And yeah. what I find it annoying that I can't use Touch ID to authenticate in Keychain <laughs> because there are times, mm-hmm. especially because you can in Safari's password manager. But there's times when I like I need to look up some password in a thing in Keychain, and which I think it sounds like is maybe going away in Sonoma, or they're encouraging you not to use in Sonoma. <laughs> but Wait, are you talking about like Keychain access, like the Keychain? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, you just use the passwords pane in the preferences, yeah. In system settings, oh, so which that's, is already there. But I want to. 
But I want to be is able that to a separate, in there. Is that a separate list or is that based on the same? The same thing. It's all. It's it, all it comes from. Right yeah, I mean, it's it's all. There's possibly because Keychain Access was weird and had like a bunch of other stuff in it as well. Not everything like you had like okay. certificates so and stuff point. in there. So it does let me just use Touch ID in. Yeah, in you can do that in the system okay. settings. Yeah, system but, settings, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I did set up I, my one of my first pass keys with Google. Now that they allowed that for. Yeah, I did that too. Domains. That's fun. I'm a I'm a fan of this of the passkey thing. I think it's you know. I think it's a huge advantage. The only I part I struggle with is I don't know how to explain it that well. <laughs> Even when you yeah, look I, at yeah. some of the, the big companies' uh, explainers about it, they don't make much sense. Like, I actually genuinely don't quite know what's happening. <laughs> right. I mean, essentially, it's creating a strong cryptographic, like, essentially, like a, a cryptographic key, just like you would use in, like, you know, when you're browsing the web, right? It's, it's, it's generating a public-private key pair um that it's using instead but there's i mean you don't want to get too much into the tech of it but like i think the other part is the implementation differs like on every site right every site kind of has their own slightly different workflow and i think it's one of those things that over time will become more standard just in the same way that we're used to like making passwords now uh but it's still kind of early days so we don't we don't have it but yeah it's weird because some places are like some places like in order to set it up you have to like trick it into thinking you're using like a hardware security key because that's it's fundamentally the same underlying system but it doesn't know the difference so you know not places where they haven't explicitly rolled out passkey support sometimes you can do it by saying oh i have a hardware security key that hardware security key is my phone right is there a way to see what sites one has set up passkeys for i don't think apple's made that easy to do like if you search in the passwords again in that passwords system settings preference pane. I don't know if you can. I don't think you can like filter for pass keys, but you can find them. They're in there. Like if you search for you know Google, uh, you can find your pass key listed there. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah, they could make that easier. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Does that feel like why, that is a thing? It seems like you'd want, almost want to do. Well, I mean, it's almost the same thing. But you'd want to do the opposite. You'd want to find the ones that you haven't done in order to do them. That's yeah, true. So I just found my Google one. Yeah, it would be that would be nice. But you'd also have to know they'd have to build it a little smarter, so because it would have to know that sites support right. it, right? It would have to know, hey, this site supports passkeys. You could upgrade. Yeah. It uh, seems like they nice. could do that. That'd be a nice I mean, feature. I, be, I mean, because right. they have those security recommendation things. I mean, they're so they scan yeah, that exactly. Stuff. Anyway, like they, they yeah, get, no, know, that they would get be reports smart. of things that have been compromised and whatnot. Um. Yeah, I was just looking at it and seeing that there was a. Uh, I mean, the nice thing about it in the in the Sonoma beta is that in each password entry now, there is an option in there to assign it to one of your shared password groups. So, like, you can just change a dropdown, basically, and say, okay, this is now in my rebound group. So, like, ah, nice. the rebound Twitter account or my bank details. I'll just share those <laughs> with my, my co-hosts. <laughs> this is uh, tangentially related, but related. Do either of you also play the game where when you are opening up a the passwords system settings screen or the one in Safari where you try to get Touch ID to authenticate on your Mac before your watch tells you that you can double click on its button <laughs> to authenticate? I don't play that game. <laughs> I I lose that game fairly frequently. Really? I mean, I I think I usually win that game, which is why I don't feel like I play it. Uh, um, I get but, so annoyed. The watch yeah, gets it so fast. I'm like, no, no, I'm right there. My finger's on the thing. Yeah. But yeah. I also feel like I get so many watch notifications that I, I've gotten to the point where I practically don't pay any attention to them. <laughs> Your wrist numb? Wait, yeah, right. <laughs> Just like, ah, oh, someone's texting I, me again. I, I get them a lot because my my 
Mac Mini doesn't have. I don't have a Touch ID keyboard with it. No, it doesn't. There That'll is no Touch it. ID option. So every yeah. time I have to authenticate, it wants to use my watch. And then sometimes I've run into weird problems where um, using Apple Pay in that fashion doesn't go through. And I don't realize until later. Like oftentimes I'll be like, oh, I'm going to order this food or whatever. And I'll like, yeah, verify on your watch. And I'll double click it. And it'll spin for a while. And I'll like move on to something else and not realize. Like I had that happen, I don't know, a couple days ago. I was like ordering food. And it, uh, he's still it hungry, did, you guys. <laughs> it, exactly, it didn't go through. And I was like sitting there like 10 minutes later, like, you know, it's weird. I never got like a receipt or anything. And I was like, son of a bitch. Like, it doesn't, I feel like it should be a little louder with that notification. Like, hey, buddy, <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, it definitely has a, a like a sort of Brooklyn accent. That's yeah, oh, clearly. Mm-hmm. That's definitely what I want for money. Uh, another thing in the password thing, actually, I want is I wish it would recognize duplicate accounts, not duplicate passwords. But like looking at this now, I just scroll down. The first thing in there is AmericanAirlines.com, right? Because it's AA.com. And I have five, six separate records. Why? A lot of it's because like there's different domains yeah, dumb. or like different things that it saves. Like, oh, this one's oh, saved man. with your last name. This one's saved with your username. It's like, guys. That's so annoying this... with like particularly with like financial services stuff where they direct you to another like they yeah. usually have someone that's doing their record keeping for them. And so you end up going to, you know, you have an account with somebody and <laughs> someone else is doing the record keeping. And then you go to try and search for the password and you're like... <laughs> My, now, the people I deal with are named this, but the, pe- but the site that actually holds the records is I'll, not that at I'll all. I'll take care of it for you. I'll just be your, mm-hmm, little, your, sure. your password emanuasis okay. there. I think, I think it was in Ventura that Apple made some improvements to how Safari does its suggested passwords where you could modify them when it was creating them if needed to remove mm-hmm. or add certain special characters. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one thing I didn't note until very recently, because there's some sites where I know if I'm changing my password or something that or you just get the vibe that Safari is maybe not going to save the password. <laughs> yeah. Um, I only learned very recently that, yes, you can go into the contextual menu that it has for suggested passwords and tell it you want to copy it, or you can just right click on the password box and it'll pop up a little thing for copy mm. password, which normally you can't do, but you can if it's a Safari suggested password. So just a little pro that tip. Is, I found that's it. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. It's good. I, uh, uh, yeah, that that is sort of the bane of my existence when it like saves one thing but not the other, or like I have ones where it saves the password but not the username for some reason. Yeah. And it, like there is, my understanding is underneath the surface, there's a way the websites can share like their password schema with Keychain and like explain to it like, okay, I need this many letters, this many numbers, this many special characters, and that and Keychain can essentially then know and suggest stuff that's compliant, but not again. It depends on a site coding their site correctly so that that information is shared if because i definitely true, have I've run into never, ones where they're like <clears throat> yeah i don't i don't either I've, i don't build enough websites anymore but yeah i've definitely run into ones where it's like you know keychain keeps suggesting something and it's like it that doesn't it doesn't like that and i have to go to like one password and generate a separate password fascinating yeah huh. <laughs> you know what else is yeah. fascinating hmm. no clean my mac x and guess what Coincidentally, this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Clean My Mac X. Listen, you might even have one of the latest, most powerful Macs, but sometimes they can get slowed down by things like junk files, processes run amok, crappy apps. Maintaining your Mac, whether it's old or new, is essential for smooth Mac OS performance. And that's why Clean My Mac X exists. It's the all-in-one Mac maintenance tool that takes care of old junk, faulty apps, and malware, which I think, you know... <laughs> 
pick which one you are. I think one of us is junk, one of us is full of the apps, and one of us is malware. Mm. I'm the host of the show. In an efficient, aesthetically pleasing, and hassle-free way. So using your app, the apps menu, you can monitor your max health, CPU load, and more. And the app's been downloaded more than 30 million times. They have 15 years of expertise, making it, in my opinion, a must-try for any Mac user. Run Clean My Mac X to gear up your Mac for the groundbreaking additions announced at this year's DubDub. As Apple continues to pack Macs with innovative features, Clean My Mac X, make sure that your hardware remains healthy and running just the way it did on day one when you got it so you get a seamless Mac OS experience. I love Clean My Mac X. I like just getting rid of garbage files I don't have to be there anymore. Like getting rid of dumb log files I don't need anymore or other crap that's gumming up the works. I don't need them. Clean My Mac X gets rid of them. All the Rebound listeners get 5% off. Check out the link in the show notes now or go to macpaw.app slash rebound. That's macpaw.app slash rebound or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to Clean My Mac X for their support of the Rebound and my Mac. I think we should, uh, should we figure out whether or not Facebook should be uh, uh, welcomed to the Fediverse with open arms? I think that seems like a... I... <laughs> um, I think that seems like a job for us. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're, the, we're the, the tribunal? Yeah, Is I think that... so. If not us, who? Exactly. Right? I mean, people on the Fediverse, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, uh, I was kind of... I I was, for some reason, I was really interested in this topic, because I, when I first thought about it, I wasn't completely sure which way I... Th- thought it should go but i am more and more coming down on the side of keeping them out (laughs) i think i agree with i think ian betteridge had a decent take on mastodon which was essentially it's a federated thing anybody should be allowed to decide they don't want to federate them and anybody should be allowed to decide they do want to federate with them Mm -hmm. just leave other people alone (laughs) yeah i i don't don't like a blanket block like I remember, this this is what it reminds me of, and it's not the same, but this is what it reminds me of. There was at some point when AOL decided that every AOL subscriber also could have an email address that would be accessible to the internet at mm-hmm. large, mm-hmm. and there were some folks who were like, "No, that's going to ruin the internet," and it did. They were right, but yeah. um, but it wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I I think that. Uh, I, I'd like to see us give humans more agency, by which I mean. <laughs> I can choose to mute any server I want or any person I want, but I wish I had even more friends on Mastodon. So anything that limits the number of people who can easily learn to get onto Mastodon or honestly just making it a simpler path to join, uh, I, I, I don't like that. Let's I don't feel like it. I need more friends on Mastodon or in general. I, really. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I concur with Lex on this one. I mean, I feel like the whole point, I mean, I, Lex needs more John friends. I was going to, well, I was going to say friends. that I think uh, I would, I would prefer there be more like news organizations is what I would like. But yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Fair. I, I just think I don't, it, it, it feels, um, elitist is not quite the right word, but it feels clicky. And I don't, I feel like that flies in the face of the whole point of this exercise. I don't, like, I don't consider oh. it clicky at all. Really. I, I consider really? it more, I mean, like, <sighs> Like if you could have blocked a uh, Gruber used the the analogy of like well what if you you know tried to block Gmail you know if you were in the early days of email and you decided to block Gmail I think that I mean that is an analogy you could use I think a better analogy might be what if you could have blocked Google from making Google Reader <laughs> instead and not screwing up RSS so badly so <laughs> yeah but that doesn't I don't think that's a good that's analogy strikes me as odd I mean what your what analogy sucks. <laughs> what does Google Reader have to do with it in that case? I mean, they, they read RSS and RSS, I mean, yeah, they were popular and, and RSS 
took you know they were probably good for RSS, RSS but like yeah, yeah but well, they still were RSS, for a while and then, and then they were bad for RSS because they they made everybody dependent on them for RSS and then they stopped doing it. Yeah, see, I I never quite buy that because the answer the RSS continues to it does. exist. It does, and, and it's like you know it, that's not necessarily on them. I just for, think there's you know, too many ways this can go wrong, and I th- and and it, a little bit reminds you know makes me think of the Nazi bar example. Like it's like <laughs> oh you want to run an open bar here, but you don't want to have Nazis at your bar. I mean, not that Facebook is, yeah, but that's you know, what moderation is for, right? I mean, uh, well, that's also that that's argument? also like, what defederating is for. I guess, but like there but are, not I guess I feel like, but there are a lot of people who get caught so up in that. How much does Meta have to do in order for you to decide that they are not a fair and, and good actor and on the internet? I mean, it doesn't seem like we need any more evidence of that. I guess the, the, I know so many people who remain on Facebook, not because of any, you know, political stance or whatever, but because it's where the people they talk to yeah. are, their family and their friends. Old and people, it's like, in other words, <laughs> yeah, sure, lots of that too. I mean, it's like, why, why are punishing them and being also like, conservative? You, you should join, yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, go to your go to your like family and be like, well, you guys should join Mastodon, or else I'm just never going to talk to you. And that that feels like a douchey move. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems it seems jerky to say like, oh, your service that's super popular isn't welcome here. Uh, Maltz, there's I a feel... car with an old person and a conservative, but it only has one person in it. How is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I thought we were going to do a. Tro- I thought we were going to do a trolley pro. <laughs> yeah, it, it I, I thought so too, but I, I don't know where that went. Anyways, it can I run over three children, is... or it can run over Mastodon. Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Meta particularly. I don't use Facebook, but like I'm I'm hesitant to say that everybody who uses those services should be disallowed from these things. That feels. It's that honestly weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's a it, much yeah, wow. larger version of the problem from when I first joined Mastodon. I joined one of the servers. I think uh, Moltz, maybe you're still on, like the, one of the big Mastodon-owned servers. Yeah. And then early days of of its up swing in popularity, somebody was like, "Ah, oh, there's some jerks on there. Maybe yeah. we should block the whole thing." I was like, "Oh my god, the world cannot miss out on Lexus Toots." And I was <laughs> like, "What do I do?" And that's why I ended up on my impossible to spell and pronounce uh, Mastodon saying, server. Yeah. And I'm not saying Mastodon's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so but absolutely oh, not, not the case. I, I I don't know. I I don't like the idea of blocking it ahead of time. I I don't mind if a server says, "Hey, you know what? We let them in, and uh, racist posts went up by ten percent, so we're killing yeah, the whole thing." I, okay. I agree with that. Yeah, I I'm not I'm not down on that. I mean, again, but it, the the proof is in the the actions, not in the theoretical. It actions, seems like we do right? a, we do a lot of closing of barn doors after. The cows are home. Which way does that go? Horses are out. Either way you want to do it. <laughs> yeah, no. When the cows are home, you close the barn doors. That's correct. Moles, there's a car with a cow and a barn door. <laughs> How Which many cows? Driving? <laughs> Is this a Tesla? How many cows are on the track? driving itself? <laughs> Don't have a cow. Um, and are they dairy cows or beef cows? Because <laughs> we've started a... Uh, we've started a... Could be a this could be a win-win, I'm saying. Uh, but the car so, with the the car with the barn door and the cow leaves at thirty <laughs> going thirty miles an hour, and the car with the old person, the conservative, is going twenty five miles per hour. At what point do they in crash the fast into lane. each other? Yeah. If the if the cow flies out of the car in a violent accident, that's called being decaffeinated. <laughs> no, just when I don't drink. That's when I drink herbal tea. <laughs> I don't think we've solved this problem. I thought we could solve it, but I guess we can't. I mm-hmm. apparently not. Yeah. Well, apparently, we're we going to turf it up to somebody to else. There, I suppose. The answer to your earlier question is no. Okay. We, well, we well right. yeah, then we solved one problem. But there are Maybe other we, questions. We create other problems. Oh yeah. <laughs> we have a few rebound prime questions. 
Um, let's check our, our running time to find out if I should do an ad first. Do you want to do questions first or an ad first? I think you do. I do do the ad first because so the people let's can do the stick around for okay. the sweet, sweet questions. Well, we have a new to rebound advertiser. Um, or I think newly returning. I think they were with us for a while and we haven't had them in a while. So welcome back, Rocket Money. Uh, try something free for 30 days. Nope, I'm going to try that in English this time. Trying something free for 30 days is enough time to try and completely forget about a subscription or service. <clears throat> Rebound Prime. Before you know it, you're paying for a subscription <laughs> you don't use every single month. With Rocket Money, you can Not change that Prime. with a few quick taps. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is the personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, it monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Listen, I long before Rocket Money was ever on this uh, show, I was a, a, a user of theirs, even back in the True Bill days. And I've shared stories about ways it's helped me. It helped me somewhat recently at tax time. So just like two months ago, it was like, hey, you just had a, a big withdrawal from your savings account. And it was only at that moment that I remembered that the IRS pulls my taxes from my savings account, not my checking account. And I had to move money from my checking account really fast to cover it before the end of the day so that it wouldn't be like a thing. And I only knew that it happened because of Rocket Money. Otherwise, I would not have known. Um, it also helped me cancel subscriptions that I didn't know existed. It let me know when my cable company tried to raise my rate and then they negotiated the rate down for me. I didn't have to do anything. It's, it's basically free money. I, I'm a fan. Uh, so you can cancel subscriptions right within the app. You don't have to deal with customer service because they'll do it for you. And they make canceling subscriptions as easy as the click of a button. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. Stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash rebound. That's R-O-C-K-E-T-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash rebound. Rocketmoney.com slash rebound. Our thanks to Rocket Money for their support of this show and me not getting in trouble with my bank. Uh, rebound Prime is a thing where you can pay us money and never cancel. Uh, <laughs> one of the things you get to do is ask us questions. Here are some of those questions. If you want to learn more about Rebound Prime, go to I think, Prime. I think that, yeah, yeah, it is. Pay us money and then never want to cancel. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, why would you? Jeebra asks, if you wear an Apple Watch, what is your favorite band style, color, and watch face? All right, that's the rest of the show. So here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. Um, okay. Some of these we, we've using... answered a little bit in the, in the past, but yeah. it's a good time to yeah, check up again. Could have changed. Yeah, exactly. Could have changed. Never. Yeah. I'm still using the one that came with my Series 7. Is that what I've got? Yeah. Uh, which is a blue and orange uh, Velcro loop thing. Um, and I like it mainly because the the lugs match the case. The lugs are blue, and like that's keeps keeps me from switching to some of my other ones where the lugs are like gray or black. Um, so I use that. And uh, what was the other? It was the watch face, the band yeah. style color, band style color, watch face, watch face. Right now, I switch back and forth a bit, but I'm I'm still using Metropolitan, which I quite like, which is an analog face with complications in the corners. Um, like you can change the background color. So mine is like, again, like a blue that goes with it. And one of the things I like about it is if you use the uh, digital crown, it changes the height of the numbers. So they can either be kind of squat or really tall and narrow. Um, anyways, I kind of like the styling. It's got like a slightly deco look to it. Yeah, I feel like I've seen a lot of people switching to that one, actually. That's the one I'm thinking of. Um, it was one of the ones that was popular a year or two ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our chat. I'm modular, all modular all the time. Still modular. Been modular for a long time. <laughs> um, Boy, watch. I don't know. I just like I like the amount of information I can pack into the modular. Um and currently I have two uh, leather uh 
bands that I got from Clockwork Synergy. Um, a, a brown one and a black one that I switch off depending on what I'm wearing. And But in the summer, usually I wear a, a um, all these things, the canvas sort of with the, the night kind of a floral ostomer. No, no, it's a, <laughs> it's like an army type. Oh, got it. Thing. Oh, like a NATO band? Like a, more like a NATO band. Yeah. Um, so I've got an olive green NATO band that I usually wear in the summer because it, it breathes a little bit more than the, the leather or the floral ostomer. And I do, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes I do, like yesterday I was working in the yard and I put the floral ostomer on as it, because that gets damaged. I don't care that much. I, um, I, uh, for a while have been wearing just the, I don't know what Apple calls any of these things, you know, the Velcro-y loop ones that's, you know, that you can tighten. <laughs> Oh yeah, the same, really one, the same one. Yeah. I've got sport sport loop. Yeah, yeah the right? sport loop. Yeah. So I yeah. use I've been using like a black one that has a couple red highlights in it for a while. But literally today, <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get lightly political because it's relevant to this question. Literally today, I switched back to my pride band. Uh, I've used the um, California face with the pride colors on the time for a long time. Mm-hmm. But actually, just mm-hmm. today, I switched to pride analog because um, I think it looks cool and I'm enjoying it. It changes colors a lot, so I might have to go back to the other one, the California one. I will one. tell you, I made a uh, uh, homebrew pride face um, using, I'm trying to remember what face this is. I think it's just called stripes, and you can make stripes of any color and any number, basically. Uh, and so at one point, I just decided to make my own. That's just a super simple analog pride face, which was kind of cool. That is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have to speak at a board of education meeting today to, uh, tell people why they shouldn't be dumbasses when it comes to trans rights. So I thought I would go Mm -hmm. maximum pride, hence the pride ban. So there you go. Fight your school boards. That's my advice. Uh, um, Mahir, pretend for a moment. That, this is not, I'm not telling me here. This is me here telling us. Uh, pretend for a moment you're, you're in charge of making a cheaper Apple Vision device. What features could you remove from the Pro to make things cheaper? Remember that you want to sell millions of these and also not create a second-class OS experience. Mahir, are you secretly we, an Apple plant having us do R&D <coughs> on their behalf? Mm, we talked about this last week, didn't we? Yeah, a bit. Yeah. Uh, right. Who listens to this thing? <laughs> I... <laughs> um, I think yeah, it's going to weigh... I mean, mine's going to weigh 100 pounds. That's what it's going to... That's what? <laughs> <laughs> it only works plugged in and it weighs a thousand pounds. Exactly. Uh, mine is a, it's a motorcycle helmet. It's <laughs> around your entire head. Mm. But it's great for... I, I mean, honestly, uh, the thing that I would take out that they won't take out is the, is the eyes. The screen on the front. Yeah. But they're not going to I think it's two things. I think it's taking out the eye. Maybe it's like animated eyes instead. Like drawn ones that, versus that video to me, ones. I don't know if that's, that's worse. worse or not. I think that's worse. I think it might be worse. Yeah. And th- this might be a bridge too far, which I would get. But can you make it cheaper by putting more in the box? By which I mean, if you have to wear dumb fucking gloves or something. And stickers? it doesn't have to have all the cameras on the bottom. What if it had stickers on it? No, but do you know what I mean? I was thinking, what about... Oh, boy. No, this would be super contentious. Like, what if you took off the, the built-in, like... AirPod, AirPods or whatever and made people use AirPods but then people get pissed because you couldn't use sound on it out of the box so yeah right like that, that, that doesn't make AirPods. it cheaper because you just have to buy I mean well I mean assuming you already have it, it depends how much cheaper you make it is it is it cheaper than buying a pair of AirPods with it maybe I'd make it for um one eye only <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's the pirate version. Yeah, I was going to say that. And then I, you can listen, rewind, and listen to the pause. I was like, "Is it offensive to make this pirate joke?" Dan what's has that? demonstrated it is not. What's that? Uh, to whom? Pirates? Yeah. Okay. 
You wouldn't download a headset. There's a, there's a Doctor Who baddie. There's a Doctor Who baddie with a with an eye patch. I forget what the what they're called. Uh, they can they can uh, see yeah. those creatures that you can't see. I can't remember this. Someone's yelling at me, but I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> I, Ivan needs our help. Ivan wants us to sort this out. Is it Vision Pros or Visions Pro? I always prefer the more obnoxious pluralization when it's grammatically justifiable. So I would definitely say Visions Pro. The same way you say iPods Touch. Or, or iPhones Pro exactly. or MacBooks Air. <laughs> yes. Wait, the same way you say that as if that's how people say that? <laughs> that's how people oh, should that's say that's how Lex says oh, yeah. it. It's also Daring Fireball house style, I will point out. And if that can't be the judge, then what can? <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's two of you. Sky I, I would say. Asks, I mean, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Vision Pros. See, that to me just sounds like the opposite of. It does sound weird. Poetry. It does sound weird, but I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go with Apple Vision Pro. Um, <laughs> I don't know something Latin. Apple's Apple's Vision Pro. Ooh, Apple's Vision Pro. It sounds like a possessive. That just makes it more confusing. I know. See, I think that, it seems like also, that's I might the idea. Really right? anger a. Uh, I think I told you guys. I. I I mentioned I used an apostrophe S somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. On a, and <laughs> a, and a five-time Grammy winner got really upset with me. <laughs> Shut up. About grammar, which was weird. It's not grammar. Or it's Grammy. I mean, come on. <laughs> Skylar Blue wants to know, how long until Dan accidentally uploads the Rebound Prime bootleg as the normal episode? Did that, <laughs> Did happen? that happen? Did that happen this week? No, it wasn't you, though. I didn't do it. Who did it? Did I do it? No. When did that happen? <laughs> Well, Maltz, so it's one time uploaded something. The wrong no, thing. I mean, I've done a couple of times. Oh, I, I I've the forgotten to take a couple week. times. I've forgotten to take the bonus episode off and uploaded it. Um, I think I've done that twice, but I think but the answer was two, this was spurred two, by three these... weeks ago. I uploaded the previous week's episode right. yeah. instead of so, uh, the current week. And then episode, I missed. I think this all was kinds question, of ridiculous problems. I think this question was spurred by last week where I accidentally uploaded the member version of the Clockwise show to the main uh, feed. There you go. That's what it's. And right. then I also uploaded. <laughs> well, you had a week, had, didn't you? Yeah. Then I also <laughs> accidentally, I had not updated the link in our latest not playing episode because I, I had uploaded the correct episode. I just had put it, it was pointing to the wrong one. Uh, so yeah, I had a bad week last week and what's, I didn't, I was still testing negative at that point. So I don't know what to blame it on. What's really funny is actually it's a giant clusterfuck when you publish the wrong episode. Like if you publish an old episode, yeah. there's no mechanism other than, because it's RSS based actually. Thanks Google. Um, but it's, you've got to, <laughs> people have to delete the episode and then things get cached and it's, it's a whole thing. And then all yeah. your stats are fucked up for that episode. It's a nightmare. It really is. Uh, it, I mean, I was, I was sort of appalled at how bad it was, and I mean, and eventually, we, in order to fix it, we had to delete the whole episode and repost a new one. And and yeah, free rebound listeners heard an episode that was preempted by me explaining the problem. Uh, good stuff. Um, I don't know. Honestly, my recommendation is we did not do this on not playing this week, but I think we we caught it pretty quickly. But if you publish an old episode, the easiest thing to do is delete and post a new new episode, which means some people will download twice, but. I just hate. I, I yeah. feel. I, I'm so annoyed that that's the best. Uh, me too. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, because it really feels like I should just be able to change which file you're pointing to, and then you just delete and re-download it. But I guess it seems like Overcast in particular has an issue with this. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which, which and, of course and, is uh, you know <laughs> a big chunk of our listeners. exactly. Yeah. So, I, for so we have to we have to cater to the biggest chunk of our our listeners, and and yeah. that's why we decided to delete. I, and I am a weirdo who uses the Apple Podcast. App, I am so also that weirdo. 
Yeah, that worked fine for me. Because yeah. you, you guys came late to podcast as listeners, right? And I think that's part of it. Like you, you got there on the app. I, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I, I used Overcast. to use. Um, I used to use that weirdo one, though. I mean, the one that's more unusual. What is it? Castro or Castro. Pocket Cast. Castro. Yeah, yeah I used Castro, Castro for a long time too. Um, Me too. And then it got to the point where I couldn't. I felt like I didn't understand how it worked anymore. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, they made an update, and I was very excited about it, and I would. I play. I got it and downloaded it and started using it, and I was like, I can't find anything in this, and so I went there back to the Apple. There are weirdly. One. A couple shows that I listen to in Overcast. I don't know why. I've just gotten stuck in this. Like <laughs> when I used to listen to Magic Tavern, I would listen to that in Overcast. I think it was, I went through a period where I was trying to use Overcast more, and then I stopped listening to some of the shows that I was had in Overcast and went back to the Apple app. And that's really yeah, interesting. So I, 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 I don't, don't know. know. I just Overcast yeah. has some great features, but I I don't know something about it doesn't quite gel with me as well. I do disable a couple features on Overcast that never got to work for me. Like I don't use its playlisting feature and I hiding that I and no tweaking its that, view really helped me out. The playlist thing has even uh, that has like no utility for me. Yeah. It's, it's just so rare that I ever want to use that as a all feature. I do is put all my podcasts on shuffle and that's what <laughs> yeah. <laughs> problem solves itself. Can you can you imagine? I know. Oh man. Uh Let's see. Uh, Jeeber, again, doing research for Apple, asks, if you bought an Apple headset, what would you primarily use it for? Uh, showing off how rich I am. <laughs> oh, I thought that's what the house was for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't know where you were going to go. <laughs> mini split? Should I have gone with mini split? Oh, know. yeah. Right. You said your thing cars, was more expensive than mine. Oh, yeah. But my, mine does the entire house. Um, Look at this guy. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like enough people have asked us Apple Vision uh, questions. <laughs> You're done talking about the, the Dan is done talking about no, the no, Apple Vision. I, I'm saying I'm saying I think we need somebody to reach out and make sure that Apple gets us some of these. So oh, we can there start we go. Answering these. Questions. Are you right, listening, right? Zach? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has the ability to send us three <laughs> Apple Vision Pros with his discount. That'll cost like the price of one. Yeah. There you go. Um, we'll send him what back. What I primarily use it for? Watching movies. Like that. That's what I would use it for. <laughs> I think that's probably what I'd end up using it for, too. I mean, I don't know. I'm interested in trying spatial computing, obviously. Uh, I don't know how how much it will stick. I think fundamentally for me, like the reason I would want to use one is just to be able to write about it. And I can't think like, I don't know, would I write using this thing like as an experiment? Sure. But it does not sound like a pleasant way. I was just thinking about how I like... Most of my writing is done in my dining room, which faces the street, and like it's got a nice little window bay there, and I have a nice chair, and I sit there, and I can kind of type on my laptop and like glance out the window every once in a while when I want to think about something. And I feel it like just I'm seems there. Like, like I'm seeing this in an Apple yeah, Vision Pro right now. <laughs> there you go. You turn up the uh, immersiveness. But I just can't think that I would want to sit there with a heavy thing on my head for <laughs> an hour or two writing that doesn't sound right i don't know especially yeah. because i imagine if you were writing for any length you'd want to use a real keyboard so now you've like oh. you've got a thing very much grounding you in space while yeah. you're in this virtual thing like it, it doesn't make sense to me no not for that i mean yeah i'm trying to think i like, forgot other about stuff the heaviness I, of it but that's a great call out i mean just trying to think about other stuff that i do regularly that would benefit from that it's like uh podcast editing i mean it'd be cool to have a huge screen right like that would be super cool but again I just can't picture using <laughs> logic in this. It sounds super cumbersome. Yeah, I would really cool to like. I'm just thinking like a super minority I mean, report think, yeah. setup where I can like reach up and pick up tracks and move stuff. Like that would be it. Would be 
cool. Would eventually, it eventually no it idea. will get lighter, right? So I think yeah, long term, it, to the, the, uh, the appeal, the appeal obviously starts increasing as time goes on. But yeah, but it does also have the yeah. I don't know the the. I wonder about the interface stuff. Like I think they've worked really hard to avoid the whole zombie arm problem because you can use it with your like you can do some of the gestures without raising right. your hand in front of you. Yeah. And the eye tracking is so powerful in that way, right? But I think even that, with the eye tracking, I think even that gets fatiguing at times. Like, yeah. people were talking about the typing where you, like, type with, the, you know, your eyes or whatever, and it's like, that sounds exhausting after about, Right, you know, it's, it's like sentences. typing in a password on a, a screen, which is, like, on yeah. a TV thing, which is the worst. I, um, I wonder if the device nudges you or goes to sleep if you fall asleep <laughs> in it. Like, if it no longer can see your eyes, is it like, oh, you passed out with these on, doo, and shut down? Yeah, it does the thing. It's like the fall detection on the watch. It like exactly. alerts the authorities. Jay Torres <laughs> says, I'm looking to get a home exercise machine. What would be the best to get? Bike, treadmill, elliptical, or rower? Uh, none. <laughs> the best exercise <laughs> equipment exercise. is the one you have with you. Uh, Which is your body. Just get Apple Fitness yeah. Plus. You're all set. Yeah, right. I have, I have a bike and a treadmill, as you might have heard. Um, you ever ride the bike on the treadmill or, uh, I couldn't get anywhere, but the, um, honestly, like it's, you can get I want to make anyways. a tears of the kingdom fusing joke, but no one, you, you two won't understand. I, I, I get the idea of it. Um, I, it has to, the, the honest answer is it has to be the one that you're most likely to use. Like which machine <laughs> would you actually see yourself? Using? I think that's part of the question though. Right. It, it, but it really, it really does depend. We used to have a treadmill and we used it. I think we used it a f- quite a bit. Um, particularly I think cause we normally, like to go on walks and in the winter here in the pacific northwest it's much less enjoyable to go on walks so we would use it throughout the winter uh it finally got you know in a sort of dilapidated state and we got rid of it and we got a bike to replace it a recumbent bike thing and that was a mistake i think because we hardly ever use it say, what is the least heavy so that when you eventually get rid of it <laughs> yeah right yeah you don't <laughs> you hurt your back down. taking it out to the curb yeah Mm-hmm. The, um, I, the, the idea of a machine, rower really appeals to me, honestly, because like I liked doing that when I still went to the gym many years ago. I don't know; it's very it's um it's low impact, which I like about it. Um, and I felt like it was a little more whole body than the bike. Yep, sure. But yeah, I just don't just I don't know. It depends on what you're going to use. Like, yeah, so. I, think, I think I think if, if we were going to get another one, now we would get a treadmill. But um, I did. I used to like we had a I had a rower. I think someone that I lived with had a rower that I used a lot years and years ago. I'm, I'm sure, you know, true exercise pros could take issue with this opinion, but I think that if I had exercises a pro, that's right. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to have a rower. I'm sad that I don't have the Peloton rower, uh, but it's that of all those four devices you mentioned is the easiest one to do wrong. It's easy. It's the one that's yeah, hardest to get the best true. form with. Mm-hmm. And you can, yeah. you can really, fuck yourself up yeah. basically yeah um, i think yeah I, I used it when i was young and i think i managed to <laughs> skirt that problem yeah it's much easier it's much let me try this again it's much harder to screw up how you ride a bike or a treadmill like you still could i'm sure but yeah. it's it's hard <laughs> sorry when you um, said ride a treadmill i was mm-hmm. like yeah you fucked up already you get, you get on your horse <laughs> no, you and then you get down. on the, you get the horse on yeah, the treadmill you, <laughs> you sit down and you go wee um <laughs> is it it's a short a ride <laughs> what is happening here all right, one of my titles keeps yelling at me. Um, so I don't know. I would get the one, uh, and the other thing you have to decide is: Are you a person who wants to be distracted or coached? And I really struggled with that question before I jumped into the Peloton. And I will say there are times when I just am not in the mood to have the Peloton. And I think the Peloton instructors make me 
more likely to use the devices than I would be otherwise. But there are times when I'm not in the mood. And so like yesterday, I did a longer bike ride than I normally would so that I could watch the first episode of uh, the new season of Black Mirror. And that was what got me through that ride. So you have to decide kind of what you need on that front too. One more question. This one's from Mr. E-Man. Is it important for the Mac to be a mainstream gaming platform? How hard should Apple try to make it one, considering its last gaming machine was the Apple II? Well, first of all, I'll take issue with that, I guess. Last gaming machine clearly was not the Apple II in the sense that the, the, was the iPhone Pippin. is still a way more popular gaming machine than the Apple II was. Um, this is an interesting question because that whole uh, the porting toolkit thing, which I have messed around with a little bit but have not been able... like. This is not a thing that, that most people are going to use because it is a pain in the ass to set up. Um, it is requires you have all the Xcode command line tools and it requires using homebrew and multiple instances of homebrew potentially. It is a pain. So Apple could simplify that, I think, and make a system where they have double-click like compatibility and it may not work perfectly for everything, but it might work for a lot of things, which would be fascinating. Is that important? I'm not sure it is. Yeah. I don't think there is enough of a market there, especially compared to mobile gaming and console gaming. Right. It's managed to get this far without it, so I think it's probably okay. Yeah, I don't think... Let me put it this way. If there were a, you know, a minimum of required effort that it could make Windows games run on the Mac, then there's not a lot of downside. Yeah. Because I think at that point, you get people who are like start using it and either it's good enough that they can play games and they're like, well, it's cool that I can play games on my Mac. And potentially you get people who are, you know, companies who develop games thinking, well, if we spend a little more time, right, tweaking it, it would run better. And then we could actually sell copies to Mac users. My, my answer um, though is no, it's not important for the yeah. Mac to be. I, I don't think platform. it's important for the Mac. I so, when I think about like Moltz and Moltz, well, correct me if I get this wrong, because that's what he does. But mm-hmm. Moltz is a pretty big Apple guy. And I believe that his house has at least one, maybe more than one Windows machine for gaming. <laughs> and like yeah. people get multiple devices, right? Yeah. Like, and there's also a really long shelf life for some gaming consoles, even though there's always new consoles and gamers are going to get the thing that they want. And there's some inertia there to develop. Listen, the Switch has been around for a long time and it's really successful and EA still won't put Madden out for it. So, uh, and the Switch is doing just fine and Madden is doing just fine. So I don't yeah, think it's I mean, important for the Mac. I've, I've had Macs for years. I honestly... I don't even remember the last games I've regularly played on my Macs. I don't. I just don't. I mean, and part of it is because I moved into console gaming because right. there wasn't as many games on my Mac. Yeah. But I've moved on. I, I think, also, I think consoles are kind of where things are. I think right? it's also like, though interesting to ask the question about the headset whether or not gaming is going to be a. It seems like it's going to be mm-hmm. more. I would think that it's going to be more important for that platform. I would have thought that with fitness, but they didn't do. They didn't talk about that at all yeah. either. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I don't know. It seems like that is a big use case that a lot of the other headset right. makers have prioritized. And Apple said basically nothing, nothing about, about it. it. So, I mean, if anything, I think they're looking at people making lateral moves from iOS to bring their games to the headset. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like there's been some super popular stuff on other like Beat Saber, um, a couple other really popular games. I've seen some like VR like stuff and it, it just... None of it exists on there. Like they don't seem to be targeting that platform. I don't know. I'm also from from what I had, at least from the the early developer feedback was that gaming on Vision Pro 
was going to be pretty sorely limited without controller support because it only supports mm-hmm. certain kinds of hand gestures. Like a virtual D-pad right. like doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. You would need yeah. either a controller accessory. They did show what? They showed you could use like a console controller and pair it like the same way you can do with your iOS or Mac device. Right. Sure. Fine. But that doesn't... Why then? I mean, it's nice. You can pay, play a game on a really big screen, right? Um, but it's not a VR game, right? right. It, doesn't, it doesn't take advantage of the cool stuff that VR Which can do. I, Someone will come up with a good game, but it, it doesn't feel like a sustainable part. But that decision on Apple's part, uh, I don't think was the wrong decision, but it speaks to, they really, in their heart, do not give a shit about gaming. No, it's just, don't care. It's not their thing. And that's fine. I I, I think they always remain pleasantly bemused that iOS has become such a popular gaming platform. But <laughs> I maintain it's not through anything they really did. Right. But listen, well, if Doodle Jump yeah. comes to the headset, I'll get one. That's, that's Okay, right. Put it down. Wow. Jeez, man. That was not a true. quick... Yeah. <laughs> not, what about Crossy Road? I, that's what I meant. You feel like you're getting hit by a car. <laughs> Fix that joke and post. I meant to say Crossy Road. <laughs> that's what I was trying to get. <laughs> Doodle Jump. The Crossy Road problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a crossroad solution. <laughs> <laughs>